to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency, serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostupchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Hi, girls. Welcome to episode two of season two of Her Influence podcast. We are just loving the lean in, loving what God is doing with this community of voices that is really strengthening coast to coast. And so my name is Vanessa and I get the absolute honor and privilege of hosting a conversation today with Pastor Helen Burns from Vancouver in British Columbia. And if you don't know Pastor Helen Burns, She has uh, co-founded Relate Church in Surrey, but really her and her husband, John, are known for their ministry on family, marriage and relationships all across the world. Sometimes I actually wonder if um, those of us here in Canada really understand this voice and expertise and wisdom that she carries um, and travels the globe speaking on with a television show and uh, books written on it and great revelation. And so she has been one of my absolute go-to voices for a long time. In fact, I've been married 20 years this year. And to Andrew, we have four gorgeous girls. And so early days of um, our marriage. In fact, I think she was prophesying into our marriage and uh, we just, her voice is very significant. The the generational peace and uh, passion that she carries is something that I just constantly reference um, my life, my love, my leadership to. And so, you know, love who she is. She loves our nation. She is like a mother and a grandmother to this nation of women all across and beyond across the globe, actually. So she is going to be at Gather Rise, our national gathering that is being hosted in Toronto next weekend. And it is not too late to register for Gather Rise. Uh, Our nation is big and Toronto could feel far away for you. But if there's any way you can position yourself in that room next week, um, it's not about more numbers. We are really sensing it's about the who you could connect with in a room like that that could actually really alter your destiny and your future in some way, shape or form. And so we're going to be casting some vision, some 2020 and beyond vision as our founder and lead catalyst really just steps into a a new season, Kathy, and what she's going to carry into this conference. We are dreaming big dreams for Gather Girls and so Gather Rise will be phenomenal next week weekend. And so make sure you jump on to our website and register for that. Um, Helen Burns will be speaking and many, many other great uh, voices from across our nation. So if you can get in the room, make sure that you do it. And we are going to move straight into my interview with Pastor Helen Burns. It was, I felt like 
Uh, I was just letting you in on conversations that her and I have constantly um, and have over the last 20 years. So you're going to love her. You are going to gain wisdom. I'm praying over your relationships as you listen to this, over your um, the way you lead, the way you love and the way you're just doing your life right now. I'm praying just God's absolute grace and favor over you. So thanks for tuning in. Share this with anyone that you think this might be helpful for. Uh, tag us in it, share it, and um, even just review it if you can on the podcast itself. We're really um, loving what God is doing with um, these voices. So thanks, girls. Love you so much. It's so great to be here online today for our uh, season to influence her podcast. And we are talking all about these spheres of influence that women across our nation find themselves in. And it's my absolute honour and privilege today to be hosting the conversation with Helen Burns from uh, BC over the other side of our nation and um, someone very, very dear in my life of nearly 20 years now. We have had that uh, real mentoring, friendship, incredible relationship that I'm honoured um, to have in my world. And so it's so good to have you on today, Helen. Thank you for being with us. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here and getting to chat even in this format. We've had lots and lots of conversations, but never one like this. So how wonderful to do this. <laughs> I feel like we get to let like the listeners in on all these moments. I've called you in the midnight hours, weeping, uh, family and life and motherhood and marriage and get to just get your wisdom um, to so many others. And you are a mother in this nation. And I know Kathy, the uh, the founder of Gather, is um, you are so important in her world and um, you want to talk a little moment first about how the Gather Connection happened for you? I'd love to. It's it's an interesting, it was a few years ago. I've always had such a heart for, and I guess you know that, about just raising and elevating uh, the, the, the feminine voice in not only um, around the world, but certainly in Canada. And often I would just see what God was doing with women and sisterhood globally and ache to see it really rise in our own nation. When I just happened upon a conversation that was starting, it was really the early incubation stage of Gather. And I saw these women gathering and I just, I kind of butted myself in there in the conversation. I'm like, who are you? And what are you up to? I'm putting my hand up too. What are you up to? I want to be a part of this because I saw that God was gathering women together. And, uh, but yet Kathy was someone I had never heard of and I had never met. She's in Toronto. I'm here in Vancouver. And, uh, but anyhow, all of that to say that it was kind of like the conversation started and, and it's never going to end because I think we just had similar hearts and, uh, I, whatever God was doing in Canada with women, I wanted to be a part of it. So when Kathy was the catalyst to get it going, I just just stuck my nose right in there and put my <laughs> hand up and I said, me too, me too. So here we are. Um, and then you connected uh, Kathy and I into a conversation yeah. and I think that's one of the most powerful things personally I've found with this movement is just this nationwide coast to coast 
connections, like God ordained connections that are happening. And, um, and I have known you all the way from Australia as a mother to the nation of Canada and really, um, just tracking with all the incredible things God is doing across this nation. And I think one of the, one of the uh, pathways I wanted to pursue today in conversation was maybe what, so much of the world knows of you and your passion and your local church would know it also in any place you go to. But we're talking about spheres of influence and that God would raise up kingdom people in every sphere and every arena of influence for kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And so um, one of the passions, of course, of yours is this the the sphere, the arena, the mountain of family and yeah. relationships. And although really we could say it undergirds everything, it really is also one of those significant um, places, mountaintops to really usher heaven on earth into. Yeah. And that's what you seem, your message you carry. It's how we connect it. It's the message you carry on you. Um, would you just tell us a little bit about family what family means to you personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I grew up in probably one of, I would say the greatest and healthiest families on earth. I was extraordinarily blessed. My father's in heaven today, but uh, my mom is very much alive and we're going to celebrate her on Thanksgiving Monday, her 85th birthday, but really a healthy, beautiful, uh, just honestly, and aunts and uncles, grandparents, just so extraordinarily blessed. And yet I found myself um, during the early years of our marriage, John and I got married. I was a mere 18 years old as if I knew what I was doing. And within the first four and a half years of our marriage, we had three children. So three, we had three under in three and a half years. um, And a lot had happened. We met at high school, you know, went off and started building our dreams. John became a dentist. But in the meanwhile, um, while he was in school, while I was raising babies, our marriage went through a real crisis. And I just never imagined that would ever happen to me. My parents had a great marriage. I just dreamt of a great marriage and yet found ourselves in a real marriage breakdown, not because of infidelity or abuse, just didn't take care of our marriage and family to find ourselves with broken hearts, broken dreams. And I was, I thought for all intents and purposes, our marriage was over, but God. And I came to the end of myself and in a really broken place, just came back to a a strong relationship with Jesus. I was madly in love with him as a teenager, but then got busy building a family and forgot to really keep what has to be center of every family, which is a relationship with God, a relationship with his word, a relationship with his church really had fallen by the wayside until I was really at the end of myself and came to my a place on my knees one lonely, lonely, scary night when John and I were now living in two different cities. He was starting his brand new dental practice in northern British Columbia while I was at home with a uh, yeah, shattered, broken heart. And really on my knees that night, gave it all to Jesus. And I thought, God, I've had life with you and I've had life without you. And I cannot do this without you anymore. And really cried out. And God met me in the most beautiful way. Didn't feel condemned or shamed, just loved back into his arms. And from that place, I began to just turn to Jesus when it came to building my marriage and family. And God beautifully restored um, our marriage. It's really, that's the foundation, a real broken um, relationship, a lot of anger and unforgiveness and, and hostility just kind of 
fell away as we pursued God together. Um, and, you know, the next number of years, John and I just kept building our lives and marriages and many doors started to open. We had planted a church in the meanwhile, which meant John giving up dentistry, but a lot of doors started to open um, for us to just speak into marriage and family. I think just out of our passion, our personal passion for it and our conviction about healthy marriage and family. And that just kept opening up doors. So it would have been an area that we thought would never, you know, be out um, uh, something we carried because of what we had really messed up so badly. But but God is an amazing redeemer, and so I think because we fought so hard to have a really strong, healthy marriage and family, it is really so important to me because I believe it is the foundation of healthy churches, healthy homes, healthy community um, community and nations. The foundation really does come from the health of the home. Yeah, that's right. Your story is. Um continues to minister to so many people and um, I know personally you're you're often your teaching that I've sat under your um, the influence the words you've spoken into my life is still to this day 20 years on in our marriage what we I would my frame of reference what you have uh. taught in these arenas and still continue to watch and learn from now that you've got generations talk for a yeah. moment about your family life now yeah. what's it like so here now, John and I celebrated 45 years of marriage Stop. this year, which I know is insane. As a matter of fact, this is what's really blowing my mind right now is our daughter, Angela, her husband, Rod, celebrated 25 years of marriage yesterday. 25. Yes. I, I still think I'm barely past teenage dumb. And uh, <laughs> now I have a kid that's been married for 25 years. And, you know, uh, we have eight grandchildren. Um, the oldest are Angela and Rod's children, which are 20 and 20 and then we've got six others they're amazing and our youngest is our grandson Jack and he's 13 so it's a whole new season for us and um, just a really different season but family is everything to us we love our family passionately we are far from a perfect family but we are a family who loves each other um, with just passion we're committed to each other and and I love that and I'm watching them now build the generations, which is pretty amazing to watch. I, I sometimes wonder what it's like to be my mom because she sees yet another layer of yes. generations that are rich and beautiful. And so I, I can't thank God enough for what he's done. But yeah, they are my greatest joy. But, and that's why I think because I was willing to fight and just like got yes. into the middle of it, I am so willing to fight for other people's marriages and families as well. Because I don't know that there's any institution under attack. You know, we see the challenges in government and um, just the global crisis. There's all kinds of things. But I would say the number one thing that we could change a lot with is if we would just start with building healthy homes and healthy families. And where you speak into that, what right now, uh, what, what, how do you feel like God is using this sphere? Like it's even weird to call it a sphere. It really is what it's all about. But how does he use healthy families just practically to influence, to usher in his kingdom? What do you, how do you see that playing out? Well, on so many levels, really, because, you know, not only, I, I just, 
when I think of family, yes, I have this nuclear, beautiful family. But when I think of family, I think of God's magnificent global family. I'm actually in Dallas as I'm talking to you right now. And I'm in a room where the nations are represented because we're here with an amazing organization from Africa called Watoto. And uh, and we sit there and we sit at the table and we talk with many nations represented, but we're talking about family. Even I feel like that is the core of health as we're talking about the nation of Uganda and rebuilding it out of such broken times and what they've gone through. Understanding people need a place to belong. And to me, that's the core of what family is. That's what church is as well. God calls us a family. He, he we're his family. And I think that, um, we live currently, I think, in a climate that is so divisive, so opinionated. I mean, we live in a time with, with so much information, but so much of it is driving wedges between um, from whether it's nations or um, generations or gender or, oh, I, it, the list just goes on and on, uh, nationalities. There's no end of of people having opinions. And I think it's all of it, I think, undermines the very core of God's heart for family. Um, and to me, family, the value of family is like, I look at, I mean, I know your family pretty well as well, you know, a family with mom and dad and four girls, ours was mom and dad and three girls, but yet how each person within that family unit is so incredibly diverse. I have yes. three daughters born in such a short period of time, but they are as unique as can be. Their personalities, their opinions, we're not all identical. And so I think the secret of it is, is coming to the table, if you will, with a heart to understand, with a heart to want to walk a mile in your shoes, to want to know what's going on in your world, not to just form narrow opinions about what relationship looks like, but with open hearts, with understanding. And I think it's getting harder. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's getting yes. harder because the family is so fragmented because we live in a time of just no end of opinion. And yet something I would say very beautiful is happening currently um, that John and I would both speak to and think is so obvious, never before. And I'm 63 and have been walking this really strongly with God for the last 40 years. But in these 40 years, I have never seen quite like I'm seeing right now, the hunger, the longing to have face-to-face -face conversations, really a coming to the table, if you will, to listen wow. to one another, to love one another, and to hear one another, not just to have opinions, broad opinions, but personal engagement. I think there's such a hunger and a longing and the greatest opportunity ever right now. Yes, you can feel it everywhere. And just this sensei for our listeners right now, if we're talking about family, I'd love you to speak into those that are in broken, broken situations, broken family, young or mature. Um, what, what would you say to them when family doesn't represent, when you had to fight or when you're still seeing it all around the world? What what responsibility or invitation would you say to them as they walk this revelation out? Oh, what a great, great um, opportunity we have, I think, uh, especially as the family of God, to be able to bring people close. I, I you know, I look at my yes. life 
and I look at how really, even though I came from the healthiest family imaginable, I needed even the broader family, the church family, others speaking into my life. And I think that's the beauty of what we offer, I think, in the kingdom of God is to, um, no matter how broken people are, I, you know, I, I think of a number of people, just a recent person that's come back into my life, broken, shattered, um, was in church for years, but gave up on church, uh, lost and yet desperately wanting to belong again or to find a place because what she had found out there wasn't meeting her needs either. And so this phone call or this, this actually a Facebook message that I'm, I'm here. This is the current state of my life. It's broken. I've lost everything. My family's fragmented, but these are her words. I'm not saying this is true of me, but this were her words. She goes, what when I think back in ministry, I can the only person I can think who was ever nice to me was you. Is there any chance that you would talk to me? And I'm wow. thinking, of course I will. And I know that there would have been that, but she felt like I can engage a safe conversation with you. Yes. And I look at her life today, that was, you know, not even six months ago. And I look at how God has taken her life and turned it around. She owned her stuff. She was honest with someone and said, this is the brokenness in my life. I'm not proud of it, but this is who I am. Is there hope for me? And there is, there is. And I look at how God is beginning to put her life back together again, even though it looked hopeless, like she had thrown everything away, you know, though she had walked in ministry for years, there was a way back for everybody. Some feel like if I don't have, if I'm not married, do I belong? Or if I've yes. you know, been divorced, do I belong? Or if I'm married, but I really don't like my husband or whatever, or my children are off the rails. We all wonder, is there still a place at the table for me? And there mm-hmm. is, there is for everyone. And I think that one of the things when it comes to relationships, we have to get better at is being honest about where we're at. As long as we keep just wanting to show the face, because I think that's part of the problem. I'm going to sound like an old woman here, but I think part of the problem of this Instagram era is we are, myself included, putting our best foot forward, our best, you know, snapshots, which isn't life. It's, it's, it's not, we show our highlight reel and yet we are broken. We Things. Yeah. We have doubt, we have anger, we have disappointments. But if we're not willing to open up and and come and, and just be vulnerable with someone, we will never build that authentic community that actually is what family looks like. And so I want to encourage everyone, if you're listening today and you feel like, could I, is there really a table where I could belong at? Is there really a place for me? The answer is yes. It absolutely is. And maybe you've tried and you didn't feel as welcomed as you hoped to be. Well, knock on another door. I think that that's part of what we need to do. Not give up and not write off the church or write off relationship. I see way too many people think, but I got, you know, because this is the truth. Relationships are the greatest joy of your life, but they're also the greatest source of pain in your life. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But with that, I'm willing to fight for it though. Um, I'm not going to give up. And yes, I've been hurt. Yes, I've been disappointed, but I just refuse to stay down. I'm just going to get back up again because I know there's more for me. And I think everyone needs to know, this is a saying I have, is that everybody needs more friends. You do not have enough friends. And so people (laughs) say, 
but I can't even take care of the friendships I have. And I think it's just not true. Make room in your heart for more because I think our friendship world, Jesus said in John chapter 15, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends because Mm -hmm. um, everything the father's revealed to me, I now reveal to you. It's the beauty of Jesus taught us how to do friendship. And, and, you know, every healthy family is friendship. Even my husband, I'm married to him, but he's my best friend. Yeah. I don't like you're a, you're a fellow minister. You and I both pastor churches, but we're friends. We're not just yes. known by our title. It's friendship first. And then titles don't even matter. Um, but it's the heart of friendship. And I think of even you and I um, in ministry and marriage and family, the reason I think we can have what we have is because there's been truth and vulnerability and yes. safety and many people won't pursue that, but we have, and even, I mean, you've been hurt in relationships as have I, but you don't stay there. You get up again and find yes. the table where you can fit. Keep yeah. trying. My, my teenagers would call that family, friend, family, family. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Of course they would. I love that. Perfect. <laughs> you know, this is exactly what we're talking about and I, I, I really sense that that's it. For people, the invitation is try again, trust again, yeah. um, go again. And for those that even feel like they don't have it, pour out and extend the invitation. Yeah. Don't wait for it. Right. In terms of family and fight for that sense of family, which is risky, messy. So um, we really are um, praying into, especially over this season, we're praying over every single one of these spheres and where it's under attack and why yeah. it's under attack. And if you, as we just kind of wrap up this and um, – there's just one last uh, direction I want to take. Like you do, you have a teaching, you, you teach, you've had a TV show, you have a TV show on this, like um, the sex and relationships yeah. piece. Um, like if there's just that one or two thoughts you would leave or want to shout from the mountaintop about to people that not just are listening, that anyone you came into contact with, what would you be speaking into over marriage, family, sex, relationships, identity? What would you want to be saying to people right now? Or uh, (laughs) what's the spirit saying through you? Oh, well, really, I think it would all be encompassed when it comes to our identity, to our our um, sexuality and all of the things that everything God created is good. Everything God created is good. There's nothing he made that doesn't serve a purpose and isn't good. So you as an individual are amazing. Every single person that was created was created with such intention and such a design by the master creator himself that there's nothing. You are perfect in every way. And so appreciating, like learning how to look in the mirror and go, wow, you are amazing. Um, Whether you've got pimples and a bad hair day or you made huge (laughs) mistakes yesterday, you're awesome. God made you perfect. And then I think understanding how many things in in our world are so undermined. For example, sexuality. I mean, it's always been a subject as long as I've been on the earth that has been, um, a touchy subject, a scary subject, and it's not getting less so, right? And yet yes. I look at it and I think how we need to redeem that word our, you know, around our sexuality, like redeem it because God created it 
fantastic. And I think about, um, you know, in Genesis chapter two, it doesn't get through the chapter without Adam and Eve being naked, both of them, and neither of them felt any shame because where there's no sin, there's no shame. And so I look at that and think Jesus paid that price for, for our brokenness. And there's, we live in such a sexually broken world and there is no end of pain around our sexuality. So I guess I, want to when it comes to us as individuals to just redeem it and even if we've been so broken sexually if we have had horrible things done to us or we have made really devastating choices or we're confused about who we are and how god created us to just come back and to believe that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and everything about you your gender your sexuality everything is perfect it's not flawed in any way and uh And even the institution of marriage, which today people question, why bother? Like if you look at even the landscape of Canada, people believe like it's almost irresponsible to get married. And yet that's not true. God instituted marriage too. And he instituted it for blessing and for family. So I guess I think, how can we come back to truth and redeem it? The Bible has always told us the truth. God has always had a beautiful plan, but we live in a broken world in every way. So I guess I just want to shout out from the rooftop that trust God's purpose, trust God's plan, trust what he has for us as male and female, as married, unmarried, what, wherever we are, whatever season of life we're in, that it's a great season in your life right now currently has immense value. So grab it and run with it. And don't wait for somebody else to tell you to go for it. Just pick it up and run. We'll cheer you on. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is why you are a mother to the nations. Just that, that invitation. And I want to say thank you. Thank you personally. Um, The generations are rising up in my life because I had and continue to have you to reach out to you. um, And and that was a God. I I pray everyone would find someone like that, um, that I have with you, a safe, safe space. And I believe now I also carry the responsibility to be that to others as well. And so not only is it natural generations that flow out of the family, it's these spiritual generations, the sons and daughters, the mothers and fathers. And so I want to say thank you personally. This is an honour today. I want to say thank you on behalf of um, this nation. And um, we love you and we know that what God is doing in and through you is um, not done yet. It's just (laughs) a season of a precipice of multiplying, I think, what you're carrying and now raising up a generation that is carrying what you have. So thank you and we love you. Thank you. Those words are beautiful and they mean a lot. Thank you, Vanessa. (laughs) Thanks for being on. Love it. Okay, did you hear all the wisdom in that woman? She is phenomenal. So much uh, gold on relationships and this generation and what she really sees happening for people and women and what the church can be and 
this mountain of influence of family and what family can really look like and feel like and model even when it's messy. So trust you were ministered to from this podcast. And if there's someone in your world that you think just needs that revelation of family and the the influence family can be in their life, even if there's been brokenness, why don't you share it or why don't you pass it on and um, just do that, share online or um, jump on our podcast and review and just be all over social media. And even if you can't make it to Gather Rise, why don't you share the gathering of Gather Rise happening this weekend coming with friends or um, women in your world all across Canada so we can continue to tell the story of the gathering of the feminine heart across this nation. So we love you and we thank you once again for all your support on this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com for free resources, circles, and events in your area. Thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. We invite you to invest in this podcast and the vision of the Gather Women movement. We want to see the voices of women in Canada and beyond represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations taking place across our great nation. We want to see the presence of Christian women in equal value and strength in every arena of influence, including the local church. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.